is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. The Coming In Hot Show, as always, spanning across North America this week. Uh, Jason York in Mexico, Bobby Ryan in the United States, and uh, me in Ottawa. Uh, we continue, however, to bring you home to the Ottawa Senators. Gentlemen, hi. I'm I going to get right to this question for you, Yorkie, because uh, I never know if the Wi-Fi is going to work. Can you explain the wardrobe malfunction of your bartender last night? Oh, <laughs> Raphael. <laughs> hey, so first of all, I am in Manzanillo, Mexico on vacation. Yesterday, this is Raphael. He's like, he's the bartender. He does everything at the house we're at. There's four couples here. So last night he comes over to the house and I see him strut around the corner. I'm like, where the hell did you get this shirt? So I guess the people that own the house here, one of them is a Leafs fan and they gave him this shirt because Today, I've already looked. I got to go try and find an Ottawa Senators shirt so he can wear it tomorrow night for the game because he bartends every <laughs> every it. time we're watching hockey at night. But what are the chances? Like, we are in probably the most southern point of Mexico, and we see a guy with a Leafs shirt, and he's our bartender. Like, what are the chances? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're, hey. you're not going to have much luck, but I love the effort that you're going to go look. I'll say this, though. He's excused because he makes an outstanding pina colada, fellas. Outstanding. <laughs> that that gets rid of a lot of problems, doesn't it? There you go. <laughs> yes, it does. Hey. Yeah, there you go. There's a lot of Toronto Maple Leafs that serve drinks in the first round of the playoffs every year. So if you understand oh. what I'm saying. Oh. So not uncommon. Wow. Not uncommon wow. to, see, yeah. to see a guy serving yeah. drinks in the spring. Uh, no. so well, good luck, Yorkie. I, uh, you can just bill Bobby if you find a jersey or anything with Ottawa Senator paraphernalia on it. If you find it, I'll yeah. pay well, for that well, all day long. Well, I need your, <laughs> I need your arts, uh, I need your arts and craft skills here, Wally. I'm going to try and I'm going to attempt to make them one. I'm going to find some tape. I'm just going to put sends on a t-shirt. <laughs> all right. I like that. Good luck. Uh, it is funny to see him walk around the corner wearing a Leafs uh, golf shirt. Oh, so I will funny. say that. Um, I'm glad you're having a good time. Uh, the Sens are having a good time, or at least they did last night against uh, the Florida Panthers, which Bobby and I correctly predicted would be an Ottawa victory. Um, and Bobby, I, I'm going to no. let you go first and and how you uh, what you thought of that game because it was vastly entertaining. I will say that. Yeah, it was a good game. I. I... The pace got really slow there for a little bit. Um, I, I guess if you want to call it a period, the second period just wasn't a great period to me. It was kind of a tough watch. And, and you know what? I should say this. Um, I know we talked about the Sportsnet side of things. I had to watch the Panthers broadcast. Um, and you would have thought these guys were on South Beach having a time because they were terrible. <laughs> so uh, I had to... I was continuously I was continuously freezing and going back in and out. So I... I got the game and it was we had internet problems down here all night. So I, but I did think it was a good game. I particularly thought um, Chabby and Brandstrom played well, um, and some of the top guys didn't have their best nights. But Brady played well. Um, they controlled a lot of the pace. They did. I, I don't know what the shots ended up being or what they were outshot by, but um, you know they they kept the second and third chances down. They they did everything right to win at home um, against a team that really. I thought was going to come out with a lot more 
um, than they did. Barkov was okay. Barkov tried to take over the game there uh, in the later stages and and made some really really heady plays. But at the same time, there's just that that team's got a lack of finish going on over there right now. Um, it was a good win. It was a really good win. Yeah. <laughs> the, no, Wally, I got to correct you. Barkov is a fin. <laughs> Wally, you and yes. I, you yep. and I predicted the Suns were going to win, but Bobby went I with was, Florida. I was going to say, I think I went with Florida. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. On, I knew Wally. one of you two picked the. Oh, okay, sorry. I, I just thought that. Yeah, I'm allowed. To- I thought they'd come in with a lot more piss and vinegar. Hey, how about that Forsling player? That guy's a player, man. Hey, he's really good. He looks good. So, Bob, yeah. you were taking you were taking the the only reason I picked first, and Bob just went with uh, went with Florida. I knew you were, you were thinking <laughs> sense too. Um, I'm just yeah. So, I yeah. was. They had the Sportsnet broadcast here, so I watched the whole game. Here's what, in my opinion, this is how Ottawa won the game. <laughs> they got three power play goals, three yeah. power play goals, and to me, this has kind of been the theme of this the season for them. Their power play is just so friggin' good. And three last night, and Sogard made a bunch of timely saves. Uh, yeah. And Florida's just Florida's so inconsistent right now. There's there's just something missing there right now. They should have been better. But hey, if you take penalties against the Ottawa Senators, they're going to score, especially at home. And here's my other thing: watching them, it's almost like the pressure, a little bit of that edge of the pressure has been taken off because on that on that Western road trip. Mm-hmm when they had to win those games, when they had key moments in games, squeezing the stick a little tight, just the moment, the moment just kind of got the best of them on that Western road trip. Now they come home, the damage has been done, you exhale, and I'll tell you, this is the message, guys, all we can do is just play hard and hopefully we run the table and maybe 93, 91 points is enough to get in. That's that's exactly what they're saying. And it's unfortunate that this is how you learn, right? This is how you learn. And now they have to remember, this is the feeling we need to play with when those real big games like Vancouver and Edmonton and Calgary, when those games are on the line, we need to take a breath and remember what it's like to, 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 take, to take advantage. And hey, that's what happens with young teams. Um, yeah. And that's why you well see said. teams like, yeah, that's why you see teams like Montreal last night beat Buffalo. Montreal wins because right now, hey, the damage has been done. We've missed the playoffs. Now there's no pressure. So, yeah. Anyhow, it, it'll, it'll still be exciting down the stretch here. I want to get to that Montreal uh, later in the show if we can. But um, there's a couple of players that played really well last night. I thought you talk about Matt Sogard. Uh, three straight games now for him with a save percentage uh, nine, almost nine forty. I think between nine thirty and nine forty. Uh, 943, 931, 941 his last three games. He's played pretty well. But uh, Eric Brandstrom, who is um, generates a lot of conversation, we'll say, uh, looked really okay. good. And I don't know how he the goal was taken away for him for Broussard. Broussard's facing the other way. Uh, I don't believe yeah. he tips that shot. But anyway, um, Yorkie, you had a tweet uh, yesterday about oh. that. Uh, and... Uh, and so I'm just, if you would like to elaborate on your tweet, here, I'll read it for you. Uh, I know everyone loves Brownie, and I do too. I think he could be a top five on a less deep team, but here's the thing. Sens are two years away from taking a shot. If he's not in top five, you don't keep an undersized D-man to be a PK depth guy if you're serious about winning in the playoffs. 
so yeah, here's here's the, here's the thing with with uh, with Branstrom. I think he's playing really well right now. I, I think he's an NHL defenseman, but I think he's miscast in Ottawa. And for me, look at a guy. And, and my point of the tweet before that, he's playing so well right now that there's going to be a lot of teams in the league that take notice of Eric Branstrom. And what I, I man, I got so many replies last night. One of the guys like, well, what teams <laughs> are you going to play for? If, if you go look at a team like Anaheim, he's in their top four. If you look like a team like Arizona, he's in their top four. Look at the Montreal Canadiens for that matter. There's Columbus Blue Jackets. My point with Brandstrom is if you look at the rest of the blue liners on this team, you're not gonna you're not gonna get much for a Bernard Docker for a Lassie Thompson. They're more of nobody knows what they're gonna be yet. And they just went and gave a six hundred six hundred thousand dollar signing bonus to Tyler Clevin. Tyler Clevin is going to play for the Ottawa Senators, and sooner than later. It might not happen right away, but two years from now, two years from now, where are you projecting Tyler Clevin to be on this team? I am looking at him at, at, at least as a number five. Bobby and I said it yesterday. He's something they don't have. He's big, he's strong, he's rangy. So to me, I just, I just wonder, where does Eric Branstrom fit in the long-term plans of the Ottawa Senators. I'm not thinking about today or even next mm. year. I'm thinking two years down the road. And if I'm going to have a guy play with Tyler Clevin next year, I'm probably going to sign Tra- Travis Hamanick to a one-year deal, maybe two, because I, lo- I love what he did with Jake Sanderson this year. And I don't know how you can argue that. I don't know how you can argue. They just have one of the best young defensemen in the league, and he pretty well played exclusively with Travis Havoc this year. So right shot the, my point is you could probably get something for Eric Branstrom at the draft, probably pretty significant, but only if he continues to play like this. So I like the player. I just don't see where he fits. He's not going to, he's not going to surpass Chikrin. He's not going to surpass Sanderson. He's not going to surpass Shabbat and he's not going to surpass Zub. And two years from now, Clevin's ahead of him. And I don't know. I'm, I'm just not for me. If my goal is to win the Stanley Cup when it gets really tough in the playoffs, I, I'm not comfortable with having an undersized defenseman be my PK slash depth guy. But that's just me. Yeah, I, um, I agree with just about everything you said. You need, you, you need some size back there in your five, six slots. Um, and you need to be. You need to have guys. And I, I, I love the way that Brandy's played the last little bit here. Um, Me too. It's probably been a tough, yeah, a tough year for him. You know, with the ups and the downs and the roller coaster that he's been on, from playing well to playing terrible, and you know, just just going through it. It's it's. And he, we forget sometimes that he's still a very young player uh, as a defenseman. But I do agree that I don't think there's a place for him in the top four. That that's just if if you're looking at who's here and who's coming, there's just not room. Um, and I do think that there's a place in the league for him. Um, now I, I think that he's showing more confidence as breakout passes are better. He's making tighter plays in space. Um, so I, I really like the player. I just, I, I agree. I think he's probably going to be moved, um, and, and to return something for the future, but it, yeah, it just doesn't feel like there's going to be a lot of room for him, uh, in the log jam. That's going to be that left side. Uh, um, interesting to point out with Branstrom. 
he's got uh, five points his last seven games. And since, if you remember, uh, when they traded for Jacob Chikrin, Pierre Dorian, the general manager, said, well, it's up to Brandstrom to find and fight for his ice time. And he's I will say he's done that. This has been the best yeah. hockey we've seen him play. I really like him offensively. I don't like him on one-on-one -on -one battles in the corners. It's that simple for me. So Wally, yeah, was, he, size, was, he you know? was he fighting Jacob Chikrin for ice time last? Where was Chikrin last night? He's not playing. Like that's the thing. The only the only way. But, like he's. But he's looked thing. good though. He's Brad taken Str that time. He's he's yes. been, what, He's been told. And what you, if I uh, need to step? He stepped up his game. That's all I'll say. Yeah, no, I, hey, listen, I can't argue with that. He's played really well. My point is, because he stepped it up, now you could actually get something for him. I, ju I just think he can play in the league and be on a team where his true skill set is utilized. And perhaps there's some ho smart hockey players, uh, people out there that can see that, because I'm sorry, he's he's not a PK guy on, on a top team that's going to win, that's got a chance to win the Cup in two years. He's just He's just not. He's yeah. he's a he's a second power play guy on a team that's rebuilding and there's lots of teams that could use him. Trust me. I would agree. Uh sorry, the NHL just tweeted out the official scoring change of the Broussard from Eric Brandstrom goal. I don't know I don't know why they still gave that to Derek Broussard. But anyway, um we'll move on. The other player I want to discuss, uh and there's a couple, but Tim Stutzla, again, had another – well, it looked like another strong game. Uh, he made some great decisions, but he himself admits he hasn't played well of late, which is interesting when you can continue to put up two points a night. Uh, Bobby, where, how have you seen his game the last couple? I didn't think he was very good on the road. I think in New Jersey, uh, I still played 23 minutes or whatever it was. Um, special players certainly get a, a leeway, but he, I, I will agree with him. I don't think he's looked – fantastic at time i would agree with the new jersey game and i disagree with last night i didn't i i, I you, you know what because when you when you say you make some good decisions and you have a player of his caliber you just expect those every night now um and that and that's right. hard on a player especially one that's 21 years old but i i thought he was on i, I thought he was just okay last night but then you look at it and he's you know he provides the big insurance goal that really seals the game um and he's and he's just always around the puck so it, it's hard when you have expectations for him to do something so dynamic every time he gets it in space and wants to go um but i i i think what i like about tim is i think that he's pretty honest with himself and i i think he's probably looking at his last few games as a snapshot going well i could have been better here 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 and here um and that's a great that's a great amount of self-awareness to have at such a young age and knowing you can be better in spots but i would agree i think he's just been on the outside a little bit too much um and, and, you know, when he was so hot, what, I guess what, the better part of the last month, um, yeah. you know, you're expecting that every night. And now he's having a little, a small regression, nothing killer, but he's playing 23 minutes a night. He's, you know, he's the team's ultimate number one center. So I think he can probably give himself a little bit of a break and understand that I'm just going through some of the ebbs and the flows of the season and where, where I'm at right now. I want to I don't ask, think people like Bob, uh, I don't think people understand. I don't think people understand how hard it is for a forward to play over 20 minutes a night. Like when you yeah. play over 20 as a forward, it 
it that, that and you're the center and you have the puck all the time and you're 21 and you're still a kid <laughs> like yeah, i think he's it's been impressive all things considering coming back from that western trip this kid it's he's had to carry him along with brady like they've had to carry huge amounts of ice time for lots yeah. pretty well the whole season for stutzla i i am so impressed with this guy so impressed um yeah for sure there's going to be a little drop like you said hey bob but hey it's playing 20 minutes for what he does is hard hard minutes and this guy's still a kid yeah no I, yeah i'm definitely not taking away anything i i like i said it, his self-awareness is great and and the honesty with himself is great but I, 21 21 minutes a night uh at 21 years of age <laughs> carrying the offense like yeah give yourself a little bit of a break you've had an incredible year um finish it strong and and, and be ready for next year because that's when your team's going to start to look to elevate and make the playoffs but yeah he's 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 had a hell of a season he's and and turning into a special player for for the nhl 11 straight games over 20 minutes mostly over 21 13 of the last 14 over uh 20 minutes a night yeah like, as you it's say unbelievable. it's a lot of a lot of minutes uh 19 yeah. points though in his last 14 games um bobby i yeah. i just want to as a skilled offensive forward he comes down the right side and cuts across the middle with a simple little uh, i'll say twitch twitch of the stick if you will and then he has the shot yeah. on goal in the slot uh yeah. how hard is that play um he buys himself space so well, uh, and, and defensemen know that he can turn those jets on. So it, it, it is a hard play. He makes it look so easy and effortless. It's kind of annoying. I got to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> cause I, I never had that. I was never able to do that, but, um, it's the way he buys himself space is, is what I find the most incredible. It's just that simple little movement, that simple little shoulder fake to get five feet and across. Um, so it's a much i'll say this it's a much harder move and play to make than he makes it look like because it, it seems so effortless with him sometimes and that's it's his, his edge work's incredible i'm uh i'm watching the game here last night in manzanillo and i've got my three buddies on the couch and they're not hockey guys and all they can talk about is like what do you call that is that like i'm like that that's his edge work and they're just watching how he skates and these are just casual hockey fans and they're just like like this is a guy I would pay money to watch and this is like these are buddies of mine that go to the games they have season tickets and they can't t stop talking about tim stutzla and this is just watching him on tv so bobby you said something there and as a defenseman i, I think I, we talked about this about five shows ago if tim stutzla has the puck and i and he's coming down on me i gotta think of a variety of different things number one yeah. he can beat me with speed to the middle he can also shoot it through me. He can also pull up and hit a late guy. This is the other thing I love about him that not a lot of forwards do. He'll drive me wide, stick his leg out, and cut to the net too. Like he's got yeah. it all. And as a defenseman, I end up just backing up because I don't want to look stupid. Yeah. And I give this guy all kinds of time and space. So that, that's, that's what I love about him. He plays, he's got a little bit of a fearless factor in his game that I, that I really love about him. Yeah, he does. He's got he's got so many ways to be. Bobby, and that's you know we, I said this a while ago. Defensemen just make business decisions. <laughs> Shoot it through. Right? I'll screen my own goalie. Yeah, it's either me or you back there, bud. <laughs> it's not going to be me. He's uh, you. I know you 
guys both talked to former players and, and Bobby, obviously more current. Um, is Tim Stutz a, a topic of conversation uh, in the league as he is, is outside of it? Do we know? Um, you know, a couple couple guys that I've played with in, in Ottawa have brought him up when we talk about the Sens and where they're at. Um, and, and it's unanimous that everybody's just so impressed by him. That's, I guess that's all I'll say. Nobody really goes into detail. We just, you know, when I talk to some of the guys, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the game and a player on the ice if they happen to be watching. But everybody brings Stutzla up and just says how dynamic he is and, and how good he's going to be. Because, I mean, this guy's not even done growing and getting stronger yet. So it's, it's going to be very, very scary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd like to ask about the Drake Batherson play because it drew a lot of attention last night. The pass... Over to uh, Yorkie's number one player, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Was that not Alex Debrink? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, the pass uh, on the, anyway, that whole so play. So he jumps off the bench. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, Drake's pass with the no look was great, but the pass from Brady to, to find Drake coming off the bench into that play was, I mean, it was just so bang, bang, all three plays and then a great finish. Um, because you still have to get the puck in the net on a on a hard one timing across the ice pass, but um, I think I, I tweeted something about the play. Obviously, I I watched it and then I I don't have the capability to rewind because I would have liked to see how it developed. But I think it was Timmy that kept the puck alive on the wall to get it down to Brady to start it. So um, that's I mean that was just an elite elite passing play from all three guys. Do we lose them? So we. We bring up to Brinkett and suddenly he's he, we lose him. Yeah, because that was York is like ah, I I need a pina. He needs a colada. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Where's Raphael? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But uh, no, no, it was an, well, it was an elite I'm play. Take this time. It, yeah, it was very impressive. Uh, until Yorkie returns, uh, time for sponsor reads. Then uh, all right, and I'll I'm begin back. with today's. I'm back. Oh, boys. Oh, all right, we're gonna go into spot. We're going to go into sponsor reads and then uh, come back to the sense. Uh, this show proudly presented by Botano. Go to botano.ca uh, where the game starts now. Uh, use the app uh, and immerse yourself in the amazing world of uh, sports with uh, Botano. Hundreds of betting options for events and same game parlays with BetBuilder, live in-game betting, and the most competitive odds in the market. The award-winning botano.ca where the game starts now. Uh, Yorkie, you can have BEI today. So uh, whatever comes up first is whatever one you get. There you go. Yeah, I got it here. Can you guys hear me? I'm, it's getting a little sketchy here, but uh, here we yep. go. Can you hear me okay, Wally? Yep. Yep. I'm dropping out here, boys. We're going to have to reconnect. All right. Uh, oh, you're shocking. On, right before B. <laughs> yeah, right before BEI comes up. Unbelievable. Oh, All right. Oh, no. There we go. I'll do this one anyway. I'll do both if I have to, but <laughs> this show has always brought to you and held together very loosely at the moment by Renfrew Pro. Um, it's the only cloth tape specifically designed for today's composite sticks. They use high quality polyester cotton material with an advanced adhesive formulation to give you long lasting play. Available in all colors and patterns. You can find them at all major retailers or at renfrewpro.com. Uh, or free tape Fridays on Renfrew Pro at Instagram. Um, and it's the one with the green core. It's the best stuff on the market. The original hockey tape, by the way. Uh, the original. B so, Alex, do we get BEI back? 
All right. As always, the show again brought to you by our friends at BEI, <laughs> Bonisher Excavating, uh, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Um, still hiring across the board, laborers, mechanics, structure teams, quality control technicians. When planning your next project, consider BEI for your aggregate supply needs. You can find them at BonisherExcavating.com or at 613-432-1120. Um, I didn't know this, but it, only if you work with them are you allowed to skate on Fridays. So free ice Fridays <laughs> with Bonisher Excavating. Again, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. That's about it. Thank you to our friends Please at BEI. Please slow down in construction zones. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> So Yorkie, we're just about yeah. to bring up Alex Debrinket, and suddenly you're you're unavailable. I just want to point out to you, uh, last night yeah. he scored in his twentieth game of the season. Do you yeah. know what their record is when he scores a goal? It's crazy when he scores. The Sens do incredibly well. Um, listen, no, he's a goal scorer. No argument. He he. This guy can put the puck in the net. Um, so. This is what you do with Alex Dabrinkit this summer. You go have a conversation with him and you say, we'd like to sign you long-term, but you're not going to get eight and a half, nine million dollars. If you want to be part of something special, if you want to be part of this core, we love you. We, we like what you can do, but you can't be, you're not making more than Tim Stutzen. You're not, you're not making more than Brady Kachuk. And that's, it's just plain and simple. It's the way it's got to be. And then you have more money to allocate to other important needs on this team. Anybody that thinks you're going to make him a $9 million player is, I'm sorry, but it's just, you can't do it. Um, you're out of your and mind. that has nothing to do with him being a great goal scorer and all above, but you just don't do that. But you try and find a way to keep this... him at a much more reasonable, and maybe he wants to do that. So, and that's the, the point. Ottawa that's Senators. the point I've had from Dave. I know, I know. I just like to play around with you. They're 18 1 and 1 when he scores that, a goal. That's a hell of a okay. stat. It's an unbelievable stat. But to play devil's advocate, <laughs> when they really needed Alex Dabrinkit to score, when the season was on the line on that Western oh, we Canadian go. trip, how many, how'd he do? <laughs> uh, he had one goal, one assist. And he was yeah, he minus got a goal late in the game. What? Six. He was minus eight. And now you <laughs> uh, come back. Seattle. Uh, assistant Edmonton. Yep. And now you come back. You've lost all those games. You're now playing in a similar situation in what it used to be like in Chicago all the time when you knew you weren't making the playoffs and there's not as much pressure anymore. Sound familiar? Uh, okay, I'm moving on. Uh, quickly, I, I meant to bring this up earlier. Is I got the, I had the popcorn out. I thought D, we were getting into it. <laughs> I'm moving this on for the summer. All right. Which D is going to play on the right side? So right, you've got everybody Ooh. says, well, you're just going to have to move someone over. So you got Chikrin, Sanderson, Shabbat, and Clevin all on the left. Somebody, if they're all playing is moving to the right. Now, if Chickren stays out, it's a mute point. But yeah. and he, I guess you can put Brandstrom into that. Well, I mean, he's number five out of three spots. Who plays on the right side? Yorkie, you're the D. Yeah. So uh, coming up, I, 
I, I like I like Branstrom on the right side. I like Shabbat on the right side. I think both those guys are talented enough to do that. Um, I'm leaving Sanderson on the left side. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not messing with him. So for me, I'm probably I'm probably moving Branstrom over to the right side. He's wanted to do it before. I, I think he can do it, no problem. I like that. I you got a guy that ultimately asked to play the right side as a left-handed defenseman once upon a time. So if he's comfortable, that's my first step. And we're going to see how he handles that. And then I would go from there and reassess. But I don't want to take away. You, you don't mess with Sanderson yeah. in the year that he's had. Um, you know, and Chikrin sounds like he's going to be out anyway. But um, so I do think it'll be a moot point. But almost all of those guys have hey, the so capability to do it. I would just start with Brandstrom. So at training camp next season, you've got Shabbat, Sanderson, Clevin, and Chikrin. Now, I, I understand uh, Clevin yeah. can go down and he's on a two-way contract. I get that. But let's just say all four guys deserve to play in the National Hockey League. Are you putting Thomas Shabbat on the right who's barely played that spot? I'm not. No. No, I'm not moving. I'm not moving Chabby, yeah. Sanderson. I, I'm starting that way. I, I would start with those guys on the left, and then you, you know you, have, you go trial and error and see who, who – looks somewhat comfortable over there who doesn't you just gotta i mean you just gotta work within what you got and and do it but i would start if brandstrom's back i start with him and go from there because he's a guy that's always said he likes it over there anyway yeah so for for next season for next season hamannick's on the last year of his deal right he, if he's going to stay he needs a new contract correct yes well, like, yes I, Correct. I I think you can get ha I think you can get Hamnick at a huge discount for next year. I think I think you bring him back on a very short term deal. I love what he did with Sanderson this year. I, I think he did a great job. And he is he gives you to me, he's not a top four. I'd love to see him as a five six. Hmm. As a five six. Yeah. I'd like to see Chikrin on the right side because Chikrin, you get his stick in the middle of the ice in the offensive zone. He's got the best snapper slash wrister of all the defensemen. You don't you don't have time to take slap shots in today's NHL. You get Shabbat and him playing together, whoever it is, um, and you slide it across to him in the offensive zone. He's bringing that bomb to the net in a hurry. We saw the one shot, uh, that one wrister he scored on in one of his first games. I would like to see that in the offensive zone. He's played a little bit of right before, so I'm going with with uh, I'm going with Hamonic in my third pair, mentoring a Tyler Clevin next year. And then I'm going with uh, with probably Zub and Sanderson. Then I'm going Shabbat and Chikrin. Chikrin on the right side. And and, and truth be like told, that. I'd love the Sens to sign another veteran D. A, a veteran D, though, that can play. A veteran D that has been in the league for a while and can help that group. Interesting. I, I You know what? Saying Shabbat, Chikrin, Sanderson, Zub, with another year of Sanderson under his belt, Clevin and Hamannick certainly drastically changes the look of this blue line compared to when it started this season. Massive. Wally, yeah. the Sens, the Sens have had a good year with Hamannick playing in the top four pretty well the whole season, playing huge minutes the entire season. You move him down to your third pairing, and that's a guy I want in my third pairing. He blocks shots. Yep. He kills penalties, yeah. plays a safe game, and he's great with young guys. So that's my point I was trying yeah. to make earlier. 
Why would you play Eric Brandstrom with Tyler Clevin? It doesn't make any sense. Can't. No. You can't. Like not if you're not if you're a competitive hockey team, you can't. Nope, agreed with you. I liked I like the six that Yorkie just rolled uh, out. I just wrote it down so I can look at it. But yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, and, taking those and, names and then out you of can, this. Yep. Well, then you can then you can bring along. You want to bring up Bernard Docker, ease him in as your seventh guy. Him and Lassie Thompson battle it out. You got all kinds of options, and then. I'm telling you, the way Brandstrom is playing right now, if he keeps this up down the stretch, everyone's pro scouts are watching, you might get a late first or a second for him. And if you're not taking that, you're not a smart hockey person. And listen, we all know at the end of the day, we all know at the end of the day, GM's a trade for a player. In the case, it was Dorian with Brandstrom. Like depending on what happens with, with the new ownership when it happens, if it's a new general manager, you're no longer going to have the attachment to that trade. So we'll see what happens. But that's just what I would do with my 60. Uh, and we'll get to ownership in a sec. Um, I, as we're seeing with Clevin arrival, possibly, perhaps some of those older draft picks like the JBDs and Lassie Thompsons and Brandstrom are getting passed, right? That happens in the National Hockey League all the time. Um, if you had a choice to pick between Eric Brandstrom and JBD as like your seventh D or one to hold on to, which one are you keeping? And I'm going to say same money. Okay. Um, you know what? I, I'm, I'm probably keeping, I'm probably keeping uh, JBD because I know that I can flip Brandstrom for a little more than JBD's worth in some in you know in someone's eyes around the league right now, and I like the fact that you do have another righty waiting in the wings. It's, I think it's important to have righties, um, maybe you know maybe not all the time in the lineup, but guys that you can call up that can play a different role as a right-handed shot defenseman. They sure. just don't grow on trees, right? Yeah, as we've, yeah. As we've talked about all year. Yep. Yeah, I. The thing I like about Docker, Bernard Docker, is he's a different player, too, than from your top four. Like, he's not really a, a puck mover. He, he is a puck mover, but he's more of a guy that, well, you'll like this. He'll punch you in the face. He'll be mean on you. He'll be hard on you. He's got some leadership qualities. He talked to anybody that's that drafted him. Like, this guy is a leader, right? And he's a guy that's, that's going to play hard. And it's just it's and it's it's a right shot too. So it's uh, I I'm I'm I would keep Bernard Docker, especially if I can get more for Brandstrom in a trade. Um, lots of excitement in the rink last night. One with the uh, Brady's better chant, which was always exciting. Listen, the fans in Ottawa have always been fantastic. So the knock on them all the time was always disappointing for me because they were protesting basically ownership and not this group of hockey players. But um, yeah, what. I'm getting at is the uh, Gary Bettman's in the building. There's lots of sales stuff going on. There is some talk. I just want to address some of the things I'm hearing on social media. There's a concern about, well, we don't know if this group is going to move the team and we want this group because they're not, the team is not moving. I don't know how to say this any clearer. If, and it's not because, oh, well, you watch Gary, he hates Canadian teams. Listen, if you read the bylaws, trying to move an NHL team out of a city 
is really extremely difficult. You've got to prove there's no ticket base. You've got to prove that there's no business community to support. You've got to prove all these things before you can move a team. It's not going to happen. So I saw an argument, well, I want Ryan Reynolds because The Rock would just move the team. Well, I don't even know that The Rock cares to move the team at all. Um, I just don't understand this whole fear-mongering. Can we, like, people, I'm telling you, the team is not moving out of Ottawa. Uh, the downtown arena will get sorted out. I don't believe, I, I continue to believe it's not going to Le Breton. The more and more this keeps up. Uh, we just, even Gary, I think it was get Bettman today or yesterday, or it was Mark Sutcliffe, the mayor, I can't remember, said they might build a new arena at Canadian Tire Center and just bulldoze the old building and put up a new one. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if it's posturing. I just don't know that it's getting to Le Breton unless they give them more land. Um, those are just some of the things that are going on. And, and and it says there's six groups, which we, I think we've kind of related, alluded to who those groups are. Um, none of them, by the way, have local ownership as the main primary owner. So for all those people saying, well, we need so-and-so to own it, none of them have local ownership. Uh, just keep that in mind when you keep saying, well, they're all going to move, they're, someone's going to move the team. They're all buying the team to keep it here. So I, yeah. I'm just trying to get at some points and dispel some myths. That's all. My rant is over. <laughs> 100% agree with you, yeah. 100%. It's not going anywhere. Never. I just don't understand that argument. Anyway. Yeah. Um, finally, last night in the Montreal game, uh, as you two are entertainers, uh, that's why you played the game, uh, you watched Michael Pizzetta score in the shootout. And then uh, I haven't seen this since, well, since the 80s, it feels like. Or maybe Theron Fleury was the last guy I saw do this. <laughs> he rides his stick. I, this is see, awesome yeah. to me. I love every. I thought it was great. Uh, as players, I, I, okay, go yeah, ahead. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I I saw the clip last night and I was like, "What is he doing? <laughs> like, where did he come <laughs> up with this?" But uh, I mean, look at him pointing it out. I have zero problem with it. Um, I thought it was hilarious and and very very entertaining. And uh, I'm guessing the boys got a <laughs> kick out of it. The, the Sabres guys were probably like, "Man, you know." Pizzetta, we remember that for next time, but at the same time, I thought it was incredible. What a hell, it's a hell of a sully. <laughs> I love the double point at the but, end, pointing here, pointing yeah, there. Yeah. And look at the it's fans. Incredible. At the, at the end of the day, it. look at the fan reaction. Okay, it's one thing if he scores and he rides the stick in front of the other team's bench and he points at their bench. I'm probably not liking that as much, but he's getting the crowd going. I, I got zero issues with it, and I look at look at the reaction. Unbelievable! Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll say one thing: you got to have a lot of nuts to do this because next game, yeah, oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah, something's yep. happening. He'll be taking this isn't, Someone's coming. This isn't like someone's Corey Conacher, though. Like Michael Pizzetta can handle his own uh, in the corners as well, right? He, so if yeah. someone's going to do it, it might as well be him. But. I, I like it's the Dave Tiger Williams pointing in, from Vancouver. I love it. I, I just wish there was more of it. But as you guys talk about, someone's going to probably come after him and make him atone for this um, yeah. in the next yeah. game, which I don't know if that – it just doesn't make sense to me. But, like, I went uh, to cover uh, – if you guys remember um, – oh, God. Alex Ovechkin scored his 50th goal, and he put his stick on the ice against Tampa. Was it against Tampa? Yeah. And he uh, pretended his stick was on fire. Yep. So they send me into Washington for the rematch because Rick Tockett, I think, was 
with Tampa at the time. He's like, well, someone's going to make him pay and all this, and we're going to remember this. So I go in to talk to Bruce Boudreau about it the day before, and he's like, retribution. There's no retribution going to happen. Anyway, he's mad at me for coming in to talk about this. Um, I just remember that. I'm like, there isn't going to be. I know, but people want me to come and make this a story, which isn't there. But this whole, yeah. we're going to, it's the is it really that embarrassing to have players be entertaining on the ice for the other team? No, not really. And there's, that's a good, I mean, a shootout win like that, it's a, that's a great time and place for it because it's not as personal. Yeah. Um, it's not like he pointed at the bench. Yeah. So no, um, I think what will happen, will players will have words with them next game, but nobody's going to fight them over it. It's just going to be like, Hey, you know, you got away with it. It was a great story, but you do it again then 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 we're gonna have issues is my guess but i no there's nothing really there i, I nothing there i every I, I saw something like that i was like well you know what that guy's got some balls good for him right yeah I'm like, one oh, thing yeah. though that that was a that was a huge game for buffalo like buffalo technically yeah. still has yep. a chance that was a huge huge loss and maybe pull that out and listen, I have zero problem with it. I don't care. But maybe some guys are thinking, okay, this is an Arizona versus Montreal game with nothing on the line. Hey, go get the fans going. But you basically just crushed the playoff hopes of the Buffalo Sabres potentially by <laughs> by winning that game. And then you're going to – it's like you beat a guy up. Now you're going to go kick him in the nuts and ride your stick down the ice. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a little, it's a little bit of a Perhaps the That's timing so wasn't the best uh, when you think of what was at stake oh, for the Buffalo, right? But, That's why hey, it's better. I got. It was so good. I man. personally, That's... I'm all about the fan experience. I agree. I agree. But I got to tell you, if they play again before the season's over, so, and Buffalo's technically out of the playoffs, someone's going to jump them for sure. For sure. Very possible. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But listen, like we're talking about it now, right? Everybody's it's on all the highlights. It's yeah. everywhere. That's what this game is about. Entertainment. Let them be entertained. Yep. No, I agree. It is. I agree. Um, don't forget Bobby, Wally. Hey, you? Wally, don't, don't forget yeah. people, people, there's still a fight after there's people are fighting after hits. Yeah. They're fighting after clean hits. I so, know. which they're talking about well, finally at the GM meetings of having them, do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking up the Montreal schedule. They do not play the Buffalo Sabres the rest of the year. So that's too bad. All right. Um, Bobby, were you? too bad. You must have been around. When P.K. Subban uh, basically went in front of your bench and pulled the jersey logo at you guys, were you? I think it was a playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. In Ottawa, um, do you remember this? Not vaguely, I, I because I don't think we really. I mean, in the playoffs, it's like who cares? You know, there's bigger, bigger things than this game. in the playoffs. But I feel like I was, but I just don't. That's how that's how outrageous it was because I can't even remember it. If I'm being completely honest, <laughs> I mean, but I'm trying I mean, to remember every that, every anyway. time PK scored, you were like, oh god, what's coming? <laughs> like, what's he gonna uh, do now? Is he gonna skate to center ice and <laughs> do this one? <laughs> like, come on, it's it's a goal. I, you know, that to me is before. different. Yeah, um, 
But I don't. I mean, I I really that don't remember it to be honest. Uh, I'm trying to find it. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a playoff game, but it was definitely something that he just showed. Uh, oh, it might have been 2014. Uh, yeah, silly, pointless okay, then... outrage. Some people called it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, that one to me was a little bit of the. Um, in your face as opposed to I thought Pizzetta was just doing it for the fans as opposed to at the Buffalo Sabres. That's the difference to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Anyway. Um, all right. Uh, Yorkie, uh, time for you to go shopping. Uh, and nice. see what yep. you can come up with. Uh, Bob, what are you doing? I'm off to the gym. Got a 10 a.m. So class. Hey, I, I got a question about the gym. Okay. What was your highest body fat percentage when you were playing? Um, like eleven point eight. I was never, I was never like outrageously. I wasn't ever out, outrageously high because I was so, so cognizant of it all the time. Um, yeah. That like I lost sleep over it all the time and <laughs> ate like a bird and basically had chicken and salad for every day. Yeah. So I, I never really got up there, but it was, it was just hard for me to lose it. Like I, I always carried it right, right in the dad bod areas. Yeah. And that's right where they pinch you. I'm like, <laughs> I'd give anything to carry this differently, but, <laughs> uh, but love handles are a thing, man. <laughs> Thanks dad. Now I heard, you know, I heard a rumor <laughs> that you may have oiled up before you did the caliper test so that they couldn't get a very tight pinch all the time <laughs> all the time there's so many ways to do this man i would go rub some shea butter on there and be like i don't know why i'm so slippery up here you know you can't you can't get a good pinch up there sorry guys i could picture bobby Bobby's uh, he's like a big turkey there's shabbat basting him <laughs> Chabby, you got to get lower on the back there, bud. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was actually, I was always right on that cusp where they're like, oh, you're good. You know, and then like, I got down under 10 a few times um, and felt way worse what I was. So like 10 to 11 was yeah. ideal. And I was just always at like 11.2. And it was just, it was so frustrating, man. And Schwartz, he can tell you, I mean, you work out with him. You could tell, he could tell you how bad it, how in my head I was about it. Cause I would like, and then I would stress about it to the point because of stress now. It was just, it was awful. It was an awful experience. Body fat day. I'm telling you dad, dad bods never get hurt. Look at the, the biggest, right? best dad bod probably of this Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel. And he never yep. gets hurt. There's, so true. there is exhibit A of the dad bod but he's never in the corners yeah well yeah yeah he's never he's met a corner he's like that's for sure but so and yorkie i heard good thing like you were a workout kind of guy um so which leads me to yeah. post nhl career I, is it tough to get motivated to work out i didn't work out for like five years after i was done I don't know about, okay. hey, Bob, and if after five years, man, you start feeling like a bag of shit, so you're doing the right thing. Don't stop. Honestly, I, uh, I'm i going through it now. I, I found it very, very easy for the first year because I was like, now I can kind of do things the way I want to do it and, you know, not do, you know, the power lifts and things like that. I can lift differently. I can train differently. 
So I actually enjoyed that process over the last year, but right now I'm struggling because it's the weather, it's the winter months as well. And you're just like, mm. ah, do I need to do this? I'm not doing it. I'm, it's purely vanity and mental side of things now, but I have a tough time every day right now getting up and going. Yeah. Yeah. Starting to see that. You'll appreciate it at 50. I know. Yeah, I'm going to keep going. 50. Gonna... Yeah. I got some, I got, uh, I got some real got good accountability gym. people. Look at this. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> what? Backwards sled um, pull. Yeah, see, this is the stuff I'll never do again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't, Bob, yeah. I, I have yesterday. to do sled pulls. I have to do sled pulls because yeah. I can't squat anymore because my knees are so screwed up. So it's either sled pulls or nothing. Yeah. Squats. All right. Well, fair enough. Look yeah. Look at those pegs, eh? My uh, God. Great, great form, though. Hey, did you get that shirt at Baby Gap? Oh yeah, tight shirt. <laughs> tight shirt makes you look like you're in shape. That's it. You <laughs> That's and you, you and Cody Cece's dad. You guys share a closet. All right, boys. He's a big dude. He is a big dude. Is uh, Yorkie? We'll see you next week, Bobby. I'll see you on Thursday with special guests. I'm just gonna say, big, big special guest. We'll leave it at that. I love wow. it. Looking forward to it. I've got, I've got Keep the like, SPF uh, on. I've got Wally. I've got about a thousand emails from Branny Nation after me. They're just, it's, it's relentless. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them your cell number and just, you can have a chat with them. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm on vacation. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. All right, see you, gentlemen. Right, see you, boys. Thanks for watching, everybody. Take care. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.